0: Not yet, he answered, shifting a bit, not paying me much attention. I ate some more cereal, considered how best to continue. It's pretty stupid if you ask me. Jess glanced up from his paper, his eyes bloodshot, irritated. What is? Someone's just asking for trouble making moonshine in this county. He put the paper down. We don't know where the hell it is. Could be somewhere else. Could be hidden in the bottomlands. Jess shook his head. Sheriff Adams and I have crisscrossed those woods two whole days and didn't find nary a sign. Jess's eyes were a little bloodshot right now, but they were what he said suckered all the girls to him. Light brown with turquoise flecks and a twinkle that came and went. They glowed like hot-blooded fireflies when he laughed, which wasn't often, not around me anyway. I swallowed another bite of cereal. I figure it's in the bottomlands. Jess raised one brow. Don't you go getting any crazy ideas. It's dangerous down there. I shrugged, pretending indifference. There were some things that Jess didn't need to know, like Ferret and me heading down to the bottomlands in about half an hour. Any idea who the bootlegger is? Jess's eyes glazed over, getting distant. Yeah, maybe. Someone here in Bob White? His eyes focused, hostile, as if angry with me for making him remember. "'Nah. Someone who used to live here.' "'Who?' I persisted, curious. Jess's voice rose sharply. "'You wouldn't know him. He's been gone a while.' "'Why won't you tell me? Don't you want to catch him? I could help.' "'Damn it! I am going to catch that son of a bitch, and I don't need anybody's help.' "'But Jess... "'You stay the hell out of the Bottomlands. It is dangerous for kids.' I felt my neck getting red. Nowadays, Jess only had time to order me around and call me a kid. I figured if I could find the bootlegger, then he would have to show me some respect. In the meantime, it was best he didn't know a thing about it. I fibbed a little. I'm going over to Ferret's and we're going hunting for pop bottles to sell. Jess looked at me doubtfully, then rose. Just stay out of trouble. Turning he walked out of the kitchen. I stared after him, wishing things could be back the way they were when Mom and Dad had been alive, but they couldn't. Bebop barked at the back door. It wasn't a real bark, just a woof. She saved her real barks for emergencies like cats and suspicious noises in the dark. I let her in and she finished my cereal, slurping up the broken wheat strands floating in the sugar milk and licking the bowl across the yellow linoleum floor into the corner. I retrieved it and dumped it upside down in the sink on top of three days' smelly dishes, hoping Jess would break down and wash them, but he always made me do them. Bebop followed me outside, down the big concrete blocks which served as steps, and I found her tennis ball. We had a detached garage. Jess's police car was parked outside it, with a fair-sized yard between it and my bedroom, where Bebop and I played catch nearly every day. Bebop was about four years old and all white except for her black nose and eyes. Mom had named her that, and it fit her good. She was real frisky, almost too frisky, because I could pretend to throw the ball one way, and she would charge off in that direction, then look puzzled when the ball didn't come down. I would throw it the other way, and she would scramble after it, then bring it back to me as nice as you please. It never bothered her that I had tricked her. But... I couldn't waste all day playing ball. Ferret would be up by now, and we had to get going. I gave Bebop a big hug and ran fresh water into the bucket by the garage, then left the yard and walked north up Ash Street. We lived in the southwest part of Bob White. It was a town of about 5,000, a town listless in the summer days, a town where not much ever happened, an hour and a half southwest of Oklahoma City. Being that far away, every house had a television antenna on a tower at least 50 feet high so they could pick up the three stations from the city. Some people simply nailed their antennas to the tall cottonwood trees that showered the streets, the yards, and the cars with a snowy blanket of white seedling puffballs every June. Some trees were still going at it. But that wasn't why our town was named Bob White. And Bob White wasn't the name of the town founder, bob white was the call that quail made in the fields and we probably had more quail in our county than the rest of the state our town was also the county seat and we had some farming and oil field business